Everybody, happy Tuesday and welcome into another episode of Great Quarter Gals. This is your favorite show where we talk about amazing women doing amazing things in the freight and logistics space. And today we're staying homegrown. We've got some of our Freight Waves talent here with us. Haley Fazio is joining me today. We're going to dig in a little bit about our Freight Waves events, everything from our Freight Waves TV events to our live and in-person events. We're now back with a year of them under our belt following a brief hiatus because of COVID. And just get you guys excited for the future of supply chain coming to Cleveland, Ohio in just about six weeks. And so, Haley, you are one of our event specialists, I would call you, because like everybody on our events team, first off, is so incredibly hands-on. But you especially, you work really close to getting people excited about the events, not only from an attendee side, but a sponsorship side thing, right? Thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting with the events team here at Freightwaves. It's people always ask me like, "What do you do?" It's it's a mix of everything, right? So we have a, a killer operations team, a great production crew. I mean, you guys are a huge part of it. I mean, you're up on stage, um, you know, our TV crew behind behind set. Um, you know, so we do a little bit of everything, but it's a position in the company where you kind of have your hands on everything that's moving all at once. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, so. You know, I'm talking to sponsors, trying to get everyone included, um, you know, and hyping up the events. Um, it's a very social, fun networking opportunity. So it's something I really enjoy doing. We're going to dig a little bit more into just what a Freight Waves event looks like coming up in a little bit. But I want to start with things off by talking about like the event. I'm going to go out on a limb and call this the event of the decade. Everybody, whether you're a Taylor Swift fan or not, <laughs> knows about the Eras Tour, right? Of She's course. been touring for, what, it's like a month and a half now. Last weekend, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Taylor Swift came to Nashville in her home city, Nashville, Tennessee. And, of course, our founder and CEO, Craig Fuller, who was a <laughs> massive Swifty himself. Huge, Huge guys, fan. <laughs> if you guys didn't know that about Craig, now you know. And not just a Swifty, he's a folklore stan. Which is why me and him get along really, really well, because we both love folklore. But so he got the privilege to go to the concert, to see Taylor in person. Not only go, but like right there. Like sit front row. So check this out. So he posted this very long thread on Twitter, talking not only just about the concert itself, but about some of the logistics of the concert. First off, I think that our photographer, Jim Allen, has a run for his money with this. He's like, look at how great these photos are here. Absolutely. Amazing. Stellar. But so did you know that a Taylor Swift concert is a combination of music, concert, and Broadway play costing over $100 million, according to Craig Fuller? million dollars. What if we brought in that money for Freightways events? Hey, you never know. What if we do? You never know. What if we do? You never know. So this whole thread goes and breaks down, of course, some of the most interesting pieces about the logistics of the tour, which when you think about event production overall, the lights and the stage and the props and the audio equipment, all of it ridiculous to move and then you factor in the people and the roadies and the acts and the dancers who are amazing by the way it's insane so this is what craig estimates a trucking fleet of at least 90 trucks will stay with the tour the entire time which runs through the end of the fall costing as much as half a million dollars a week so 500 grand a week and that doesn't account for all of those extras the support the production the roadies the most impressive thing, I think, though, if we can flip back to that private plane photo, is the fact that she doesn't ride on a bus. Of course no, she doesn't. Of course, Taylor not. Swift. Of course not. 
And you know that he had to love this fact, right? That she rides around on a $44 million Falcon 900, which uh, averages 550 miles an hour. Craig, also a uh, resident aviation expert as well. So I got to know, Haley, if you had the opportunity to join Taylor Swift's tour, <laughs> do you think that you would? Yes. <laughs> like, hands yeah, down. Absolutely. I will say that's the thing that a lot of people don't think about with events, like especially of this caliber, you know, like all the stuff that leads up to it, mm -hmm. like getting things there. Like it's funny because we host a conference conferences on logistics and supply chain and you know everything that ties into that um but you you don't really think about the things that go into it the stuff getting there how much it costs the amount of time and effort that you know our entire staff like we need to sometimes i feel like we need to hire a whole different staff just to you know help us like it's it's an all hands on deck. We need to charter. This is, this is the plan. All right. We're going to charter a plane to carry all of the freight wave staff from Chattanooga to Cleveland because we all fly commercial. And like what I think about it, if we were to put it together, it might like be the cost of chartering a jet for all of us. Well, maybe. No, definitely not. Yeah. We got to keep our eyes on cost too, right? Like, so Taylor, I don't think does. I think she's, you know, it's correct that she's going to make how much off of this? First, like something six hundred twenty million, <laughs> and net over four hundred eighty million after all her expenses have been paid. Incredible, absolute icon, absolute queen, the inspiration for events. I think of all calibers now going forward, and maybe we'll draw some inspiration from it for future supply chain coming up in Cleveland, Ohio. But let's <laughs> let's go back around to actually our events here at Freight Waves because, as we talked about. We made kind of this really quick pivot in 2020 where we had some big plans and then, of course, the world shut down. And we went immediately from this massive in-person plan. I think we had just done an event in Atlanta. We had had one in Chicago. And we were like, okay, we're really going to start getting this event strain rolling. People were fascinated with the way that we were doing things. World stops, goes all virtual. What was that moment kind of like making these really quick pivots? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, Dale Dale Stewart was really in in the thick of this more so than I was. Um, he's he's my counterpart here on the events side of things, but it's just a different ball game when you're talking in person versus virtual, right? Like the amount of things that go into an in-person event like we were just talking about. Like our events team physically goes and scouts out these places, right? Um, with virtual, it's just a different, different things are on your mind, right? Like internet, mm -hmm. the platforms that we're building out to use. And during that time, it was so new to everyone that we definitely had trial and error. You know, we weren't building avatars and going to sit <laughs> at different tables and going into different chat rooms. And we were, we tried all of these different things, you know, some worked, some didn't. And, you know, now we've got it down to our, our Freight Waves TV series where it's flawless, it's fresh, it's clean, it's mm -hmm very easy to interact. And so, you know, people that aren't traveling, they're able to attend these virtual events, um, you know, but you don't get the in-person networking that you get, obviously, in person. So there's there's pros and cons to each, right? Like, it's just different. Um, yeah. I think that we've kind of gotten into this really kind of good flow when it comes to our Freight Waves TV events, which are 
now what our virtual events have really moved into. And we've gotten this into, it's it's a mo- almost a monthly event now that we're putting on all kinds of topics. Of course, we had our Small Fleet Notar Operator Summit here this uh, past spring. We had our uh, Supply Chain Meets FinTech event, which was really, really fascinating. And it's almost like every single specific niche of the supply chain, you can find something to talk about within one of our FreightWaves TV events. And I think that's one of our really big value drives with some of these non-in-person events, right? Is because you get to a place where all of your content is very specific and very curated to the topic right. that you're looking for. So then if you attend those events, it's almost like you're building out a resume because you're learning all of these things. You take it with you when you head to Cleveland or when you head to Chattanooga or when you head to Rogers, Arkansas, like we did last year. And now you have this knowledge in your pocket because you spent the time with us during our FreightWaves TV events. You can walk into an in-person event and maybe be like a little bit smarter and maybe just, you know, a little bit well-connected. Well-connected. Exactly. Exactly. And the other thing with our events, too, is that they're different than your typical industry conference because it's not that, okay, everybody goes into the grand ballroom and we sit and we hear panel after panel after panel or you hear keynote speech and then a panel and then you break into breakout sessions, right? It's very much almost kind of like, I don't even know the right word to describe it, but it is very intentionally curated the way that we do things. Yeah. Yeah. I think going back to, you know, the point on the virtuals, I I have to touch on this because it is so important. Like with the, like, you know, for the Enterprise Fleet Summit coming up, people may or may not stumble onto the Enterprise Fleet Summit, you know, but it is a niche-focused, topic-driven event. And we're still seeing 700, 800-plus people in attendance at these virtual events. Mm-hmm. Our FreightWaves TV events, we have them down to a science now, right? So it's a really great way for sponsors to get quick brand exposure right? with, you know, whether it be through logo um, or demonstrations like a product demo um, or an interview segment. And, you know, leading into what you're talking about with kind of FreightWaves events being different than the standard event is the content, the content that people walk away with as well. Like our sponsors walk away with content, right? Whether it be the interview on the big, huge stage that we have production set up Mm -hmm. days before, right? Or the demonstration, um, the demos that they do, the interviews that they do, they walk away with this content. So I think the words that we're looking for is it's interactive, right? And it's backed by the biggest media and news outlet of freight and logistics, right? So I think that's what keeps them fresh is our events are almost constantly pivoting around the topics that are happening in the supply Mm -hmm. chain, right? So it's never the same redundant thing over and over again, right? You know, people sometimes say, well, I, you know, I've, I've seen that product demo before, but it's a great opportunity to get a lot of important eyeballs on your product if you're doing, you know, a new release or a new update or, you know, our events have grown every single time that we've had them. So you're always having new people view your, your product or your logo or your interview segment, um, whatever it may be. So I think FreightWaves does a really great job, too, of kind of looking at it more as like a holistic experience with the media outlet that we have as well backing that, you know, leading up to the event. uh, We have a wonderful editorial team that carries us through the event and even after the event as well. So it's um, it's definitely different and um, it's it's fun, too. You know, we keep the FreightWaves events fun. 
Um, you know, you can ask anyone. F3 was a blast. And I think that we're going to top it uh, in Cleveland. Going back to F3, if you didn't have the chance to join us for the Future Freight Festival here in Chattanooga, we chose to bring it, well, Craig really chose to bring it home because this is Freight Alley, right? This is where he got his start in the logistics space. Of course, the Fuller family owns U.S. Express and started that empire here previously to, or previous to them being purchased to Knightswood Transportation earlier this year. But that lives here. We have, I don't even know how many brokerages that operate out of Chattanooga, but we are kind of this homegrown grassroots trucking place. And the city honestly lives and breathes technology and logistics, the perfect place for a freight tech conference, right? You mentioned the content as well and the way that things change around the different subjects. The difference between Future of Supply Chain last year and F3 last year was really kind of like a 180. F3 was really focused on like geopolitical issues. We were in kind of the beginning phases of starting to really see what a freight downturn was starting to do to the industry. We were starting to lose smaller companies, starting to lose owner operators. And that was kind of the focus on it. If you flash back to last future supply chain in June, or it was the beginning of May last year, everybody was just starting to be a little trepidatious about the state of the market. People were really starting to question, okay, how much longer can this last? How much longer can we stay up on these high notes? And then flash forward to the end of the summer, people were panicking about peak season or the lack of. By the time November hit, everybody was like, I don't even know if we're going to see a peak shipping season or not. The conversations changed, but the value that was there at every single one of them was still top notch. And not just from a presentation standpoint, but also from the individual conversations that you have on the floor, right? Forget about trying to sell someone your product or sell someone your business. This type of opportunity gets you connected with people that you might not have the chance to or to just even meet, let alone talk with, unless you were on LinkedIn. But it gets you face to face with them. Yeah. You know, I always I've been in sales for now, I think, 10 plus years, starting at a brokerage actually in Chattanooga, which is funny. Um, you know, so I, I think of it in a sales kind of way, but really the networking in person, it opens up the door just for more partnerships too. So when I get asked on, on calls with, you know, potential sponsors, it's not just, you know, visibility to sell, but it's, it's brand visibility, it's partnerships. It's, and that's what I love so much too, about being on the events team is it's bringing the industry together, right? And it's connecting people, whether it be in person or online and then, you know, switching over to my marketing brain a little bit. It's a holistic approach to helping these companies further themselves with really the biggest stage and platform that there is in the industry. So let's talk a little bit about lessons learned from F3 and from future supply chain last year, because that's the other thing too, is right. We are constantly trying to innovate, constantly trying to to, to deliver a better experience for all of our attendees, for all of our sponsors. And maybe make it a little exciting so that people hear it and go, well, damn, I want to go to a Freight Waves event, you know? Yeah. What are some of those things that happened maybe last year in November or last May where we were like, okay, this is a growing opportunity and how are we changing that for future supply chain in Cleveland? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good question. So I think, you know, it's different with every single place, right? Mm -hmm. Like Rogers had its own pros and cons. Chattanooga has its own pros and cons. I think one of the big lessons that we learned in Chattanooga is there's a lot of fun activities to do in Chattanooga and we can't be 90 different places at once, right? So we're kind of not cutting down, but narrowing down and keeping keeping us all a little bit more together 
but still getting to experience the city. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like transportation, having it run circularly instead of re- back and the forth. Transportation company, you know, like you transportation, logistics, right? figuring out logistics, <laughs> just little things like that. And you know, it's you have to give yourself a little bit of grace too with these things because you know, air conditioning may go out sometimes mm-hmm. or Wi-Fi may drop, but you can only control the controllables, right? Mm-hmm. And as long as we try our hardest to make sure that our guests and sponsors are happy, that's that's what we want. So I think back to Future of Supply Chain last year, it was in Rogers, Arkansas. And we chose that because it was kind of that intersection of big time shippers, right? You have J.B. Hunt, you've got Walmart, you've got Tyson Foods, they're all centered in, um, in Northwest Arkansas. And you also have, of course, the University of Arkansas Supply Chain Program, which is incredible, pumps out incredible supply chain talent there all the time. That was the perfect spot, I think, for us to launch this rebrand. It was at the start of May. It's a little hot. It was a little humid. My favorite part, the ice cream truck that was outside. Oh, yeah. That was like one of the highlights. It was a local business. Yeah, it was great. And it was one of a college kid who was there. I think it was his senior capstone project or something like that. Awesome. Are we doing things like that in Cleveland again? Absolutely. So I think with Cleveland, you cannot go without mentioning the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Like, I've never been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've never been to Cleveland, Ohio. I haven't either. (laughs) The the first rock and roll concert was hosted in Cleveland, right? And Mm -hmm. I actually found out, um, you know, from my team before coming on the show, it's also a very big, like, foodie city. Okay. So we want to make sure that people, if they choose to bring family or kids, you know, there's stuff to do outside of the conference, right? So there's great, great places to eat. It's accessible. You know, I would say that's something that's also like on the learning list is we want to make sure everybody can get there. Uh, You know, uh, Chicago, the snowstorm, it was, I think, my second week of working here. That's like the stuff of legends at Freight Waves, by the way, is the travel to the Chicago conference. And people talk about it with like this reverence that like this will never happen again. Of course, me being the meteorologist, I'm like, there's always a chance. There's always a chance. Always a chance. And that's the thing with events too. You know, there's always a chance of something going wrong, but you have a backup and you keep moving, right? So with the punches. Roll with the punches. Absolutely. Yeah. So the other thing about Cleveland too that I think people forget about is that it's Cedar Point's pretty close. You talked to Sydney Edwards about Cedar Point in Ohio and she loves it, but we're not going to Cedar Point. No, I haven't haven't talked to her about it. Darn, okay. So let's talk a little bit about experiences overall because that's one of the things that really drives value as well for our sponsors is that sponsors have the opportunity to pay for some of these experiences and get people to interact closely and personally with their brand in a much smaller atmosphere, right? Think about some of the things that were done here in Chattanooga. Steam Logistics sponsored the Riverboat Tour. We saw some folks take people around to some of our local breweries and restaurants. Is that still an opportunity for people to go ahead and do for this event as well? Yeah. So, you know, it's, I tell people it's two different kind of styles of events, right? The The Chattanooga is more of the South by Southwest. We're out and about, you know, doing cocktail parties. We actually take a couple hours out of that convention center time and use more of a a networking opportunity. Like a person to person. Yeah, person to person. Whereas in Cleveland, we're really focused on the content and digging into that. And, you know, now really more than ever is the best time to be doing that. Mm -hmm. So there are still opportunities. And that's the cool thing about having these different locations is Cleveland's floor plan is completely different than Chattanooga, right? So we can actually have trucks, trailers inside the convention center. We can have things that we may not be able to have inside the Chattanooga Convention Center, whereas we can have them outside in Chattanooga. So there's different 
ways to display your brand or showcase your technology depending on the event, which I think is very special and unique because it gives you an opportunity to kind of mix it up and keep people on their toes, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's fun things to do too. Like the the big thing with, you know, sponsoring, uh, you know, an event with Freight Waves is the, the booths are turnkey, right? Yeah. Which is huge. We set up, we take down, we do all the signage. You're not having to, you don't have to worry about your tea or anything. I like to take <laughs> it down. So we do all of that, but you can add on fun things to your booth, like a Bloody Mary bar or someone you know, in Chattanooga had like like putt putt golf. Yeah, in their booth. golf and all kinds of things. Who's the group that like does the wheelbarrow races every single is it Convoy that does? That? I think that was kind of like a not planned thing that Dooner drummed up. So they did it. They did it at Future of Legend and they did it at F3. So I think now it's going to start probably a trend. Yeah, I think that was uh, the Convoy team. I heard Dooner talking about that with Dan the other day. But, you know, it's it's that too. You know, we have the, the TV team running around, um, you know, filming different things, picking up different things, social media running around. It just brings a different energy to that floor that that doesn't shut down, right? So um, it's it's energetic, it's fun, it's content heavy, it's knowledge-based and backed. Um, it's it's just different. And it is it is the best conference in supply chain, in my non-humble opinion. So let's talk about dream locations. Let's talk about dreams. If we are planning our <laughs> perfect event, where are we going in your eyes? How likely is it that we convince Craig to let us go there? Well, so my dream location is obviously somewhere, you know, probably not in the United States, like, but we're, we're, we're sticking United States. So my dream mind goes tropical when I'm like, oh, this sounds like fun. Yeah. But my logical brain is, okay, I want a space where everybody can get in and out of. You see, I want a space where people can enjoy things outside of the conference. Mm -hmm. um, I want a good convention center that's, you know, easy to work with and, and big enough to fill our events and put trucks inside. And so different things come to mind. I think really the perfect space is Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I'm also two hours away from Atlanta, so I can yeah. drive there. Right. <laughs> so a little bit selfish that I don't have to fly. <laughs> um, you know, it's easy travel and but people can really get in and out easy. And that's the other thing, too, is these conferences, you can schedule 10 meetings at a freight waves conference because everyone's there yep. and wipe out a whole month of travel mm -hmm. um so you're kind of killing two birds with one stone it's right? funny that way yeah. and finish it off talking about dreams dream experiences at a conference if you saw any of the photos or the videos from manifest especially with Blythe rumley there you know that she sat in like it was like probably a 12 by 12 cage and just had puppies running all over her yeah that's my dream experience at a conference that is an option that is an option it may be happening. I would die. It may be I have dying. We could even amp it up. My dream would be a kitten lounge, but there's too many people allergic to kittens, so we can't do Guilty. that. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing, and this is another reason I love working on events, is if we dream it, we can make it happen, mm -hmm. you know? So we just got to think it up. And we've had people ask about doing dinners in the sky, like hoisted up on a crane. We've had axe throwing. We've had... You know, Amazon did a wonderful job with the aquarium, you know. Oh, yeah, that party was awesome. Here. Awesome. And it's so rememberable. And that's what I like about these experiences mm -hmm. is it represents your brand in a different, unique way, you know. Mm -hmm. And so of course, fun. everybody's favorite part or one of their favorite parts is the JB Hunt party. Let's talk a little bit about what people can expect at this year's Future of Supply Chain. It comes up again like in six weeks. 
JB Hunt Party is going to be rockin'. Rockin' and rollin'. <laughs> I promise I will only make that pun like five or six or ten more times. But the party's at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Will there be live music again? There, of course. Okay. Of you can't course. go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and not have live music. It's all, all us, all Freight Waves, Freight Waves attendees. We've got the whole space to ourselves. We get to check it out. We will have live music. Great. Haley's going to get up and sing for you guys. I'm going to sing. Kaylee's going to back up dance. There we go. It's going to be just like the Taylor Swift production. So get your tickets. (laughs) Get your tickets right now because... And we are running a special on tickets right now. I believe until the 14th? May 14th. Yeah, the 14th. So grab your tickets. Get involved. Come come sponsor. Grab a booth. There you go. Still plenty of time to get in. And not only are you going to get all of these some great experiences, that chance to check out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the chance to network with all of your friends. Also going to announce our 2023 Shipper of Choice Award. So you'll hear from Tim Dooner. He'll be the one making that announcement. Of course, we talk about Shipper of Choice at Future Supply Chain, and then we do Freight Tech 25 at F3. So this is going to be your kind of like middle of the road to figure out, you know, where things are going for the middle of your year. And as Haley mentioned, we are running that 25% off ticket special right now. That'll go until May 14th, expecting over 1,500 people at this event. So you absolutely will not be lonely on the lakeshores of Cleveland, Ohio. Head on over to live.freightwaves.com and purchase those tickets now. And we would love to see you there in just about six weeks. Before we let you go for today, we've got to talk a little bit about what's coming up here on Freight Waves the next few weeks. We've got our next Data Freight webinar coming up in just about three weeks. Our Freight Waves founder and CEO, Craig Fuller, will be here, joined, of course, by Head of Freight Market Intelligence, Zach Strickland. They're up for their next set of uh, the State of Freight, which is going to talk about if seasonal demand is actually returning or not. That will be Wednesday, May 24th at 2 o'clock. That one's free registration. You don't even need a promo code to put it in. Just head on over to FreightWaves.com, drop down the events tab, and get registered for that. And that is it for us here today. Of course, you can catch us on Great Quarter Gals every single Tuesday at 2 o'clock. I'll see you at 9 a.m. tomorrow for Freight Waves Now, and have a great rest of your Tuesday. One, two, three.